It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus, you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Hey, oh, hey, look at that! What? I'm in the open, and I'm on the shirt. What have we done? All right, so I went back. I was watching the show the other day. Uh, on replay, I went back and watched it on YouTube, and I yeah. saw the new open. I was like, oh, cool, they got the new open up. And my daughter, Ava, is 11, and she's been furious that I was not in the open. She's like, Dad, why aren't you in the open of the show? <laughs> That's well, right. And, and, we she's, were too. and she's mad I'm not on the shirt. So I showed her the open. She's like, okay. And she's like, all right, it's about one, time. One down, two to go. So I said, hey, let's fix the shirt. <laughs> so sorry, well Mike. Polk's out. I'm in. You know, the problem with all of this is – You've shaved now, so none of these pictures <laughs> I know. either in the open or on your shirt. It's really Matt, weird seeing Jason with no I beard. I have never seen you without a beard. It was getting itchy. It was just getting itchy. Yeah. So I, I, I it's shaved. crazy. Gave, right. it a, gave it a shot. Oh, All right. Man, that's nuts, man. <laughs> I went to, I actually, because I decided to start growing my beard again. Winter this beard. This week, the right. winter beard, right? Yeah. So I actually went to the woman who cuts my hair. I stopped by this morning just to go in for her to, like, trim up the beard on the ear and ear. That's a trim and up? She, well, like. Yeah, yeah, look. Little line. Oh, you made got a straight the line. line. You know, straight line on the bottom. So you go with the full neck beard. Even yeah, I'm, go, I'm all in on oh, the neck. Oh, that would drive me nuts. No, I like it. The only place Ooh. that I find itchy is right on my chin. Huh, interesting. And she put some sort of beard oil or something, made it feel better. I don't know. Yeah, it good. softens the hair. Yeah. What you could do is start a new fad and just shave the chin. <laughs> and leave yes. everything else. That would be an awesome look. <laughs> <laughs> Please do that for one show. I want to see that. Remember I came in one day with a mustache? Yes. I, <laughs> yes, I do. Really. That was disturbing. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> that was disturbing. You know what? For 30 seconds, I had a mustache too. I, I left a mustache. It. And I was man. looking at him like, nah, man, I can't, can't. do it. Oh, yeah. looked like he was handed out random candy. <laughs> <laughs> In a van with no windows. Yes. By, by, what? Hey, we should yeah. do an all no, mustache By the way, we have breaking news. The water is no longer tainted here. Oh, we have new water? We have a fresh pallet of water, we've apparently. Been, but it's the we, same brand. It's the same brand, before. but it tastes fine. We've been fooled before. We have been fooled before, but it, it ebbs and flows. And right I now think it all depends on what part of the month they draw it from the tap. I guess If so. it's early in the month, you're yes. getting a lot of chlorine and the other things, fluoride, that yeah. they put in the water system. If it's later in the month, you're getting the a Flint, lot of Michigan water. It, 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 tastes yeah. like, it tastes like bathroom sink water yeah, in yeah, a fast food restaurant. Exactly. No, but today it's good. Hose water. Oh, hose water. Come on. You know, when we were 12, that was yeah. fine. As adults, that's no longer good. Uh, busy, busy show. Obviously, we have the 30-minute show on WKYC. Uh, Deshaun practiced yesterday. I, I think you can call it practice. We're going to talk about that. Talk about Indy's run game. If there's a part of their offense that I think a defensive coordinator would focus around, it would be that. Tim Couch is going to join us. Is this a trap game? Uh, we'll talk about that. And if it is, how do you avoid the pitfalls of a trap game? I mean, they're, they're coming off a big win. That's part one to a trap game. Or looking ahead to a big game. And Seattle is going to be big. They have to win that. It's out on the West Coast. Uh, we'll get into all of that. But first, uh, our first hello of the day to Mikey McNuggets. Hi, Mike. 
What's up, guys? We do, we should do a mustache show where we all come no in shave with November, yes. just mustaches. There is no shave November, which which benefits a really good cause. I did that a couple of years ago. Man, was that hard. It'll take me three months to grow a mustache now that I shaved it off. I don't exactly <laughs> it grow takes, it quickly. It takes a while for you to get it back? <laughs> it doesn't we grow will, quickly. Right? It takes me we like a day and a half. That. Yeah, Bull, you definitely you can, grow faster you, than I can hear his facial hair growing <laughs> yeah. right now. Can, you, Listen, can I borrow some from you? Yeah. Listen, sure. you, can, you can hear it. Oh, you're right. I can. I can. <laughs> uh, guys, you know what else you can hear? You can hear the winning tickets of certain members of the UCSS family on FanDuel. We're going to give another shout-out to a award-winning ticket in just a sec. But first, if you want to step in and snap in on all the action in the gambling world, you better be doing it at FanDuel.com slash UCSS. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. And right now, brand-new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $5 on anything Win or lose, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There is literally no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, player props, excuse me, over-unders, and much, much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, an official partner of of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And as we mentioned yesterday, if you have a winning ticket on FanDuel, send it in. Today's winning ticket comes from Mary Kay Cabbage, who turned a $2 bet <laughs> into a $55 winning ticket. All right. Had never bet on baseball before, bet on Nick Castellanos and Bryce Harper to hit a home run in game three, or game two, I guess, of the NLCS. Maybe it was game three. I'm not sure exactly when this came. But a $2 wager turned into a $55 profit. So shout out to Mary Kay Cabbage for that winning ticket. And for a great Twitter handle. That's, I mean, that is, that's pretty. That we can't, we, we can neither confirm nor deny that that's the real Mary Kay Cabot. Yeah. My guess is it is not. We had, what was the ticket we had yesterday? Was it a $2, $5 bet turned into $6,600? $5 into $6,200. So you can win a lot of money wow. on FanDuel. You better hop in See, and check it out. I think we have to pick that fan's brain, and he should give us a, a pick. So our fans can try to get in on the winnings. Yeah. yeah. I'd follow that. Yeah, let me get that let me get that advice. Uh, all right, let's let's get it going today. Deshaun Watson back at practice yesterday. I think for a lot of us we got excited just to hear that he was back on the practice field throwing the football again. And then in my case, I looked at the video that Channel 3 <laughs> brought back from practice, and that excitement quickly turned to skepticism. <laughs> I'm gonna say this and it's it's just my opinion. He ain't playing Sunday. Yeah. I mean Based on what I saw, it will be a miracle if they put him out there. What did you see? Yeah, I was not at practice yesterday, but Zach texted me and he was like, "It's no." And we're still on the on the. You front did see video, this. right? What's that? We're going to drop some video of him throwing into the chat. There's some links in there. If you haven't seen it, go look. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. No, it's he's he missed on a lot. There was not a lot of oomph on any of the throws. And we still are on the front, and even Deshaun himself said it's a four- to six-week injury, and we're only three weeks out. Sure. So it's, I, I don't expect him to play either. Uh, when he first said he was talking Wednesday at practice, I thought, okay, well, maybe. Um, but when he was talking on Wednesday prior to practice, when he addressed the media, I thought maybe that was a good sign. And I talked to him briefly at his locker after that. was like, you got to practice, right? Like, you can't just roll out on Sunday. And he's like, oh, it's the NFL. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, if I have to, I will. Well, they did that to DTR, Well, yeah. But <laughs> so, he wasn't coming off an injury. Right, coming no, off injury but, in as much time as he's missed, you would think you'd want him to get a couple of really good practices in. Deshaun missed Wednesday, went through a little bit yesterday. Yeah. We'll see what happens today. But I, I think next week is probably a little bit more likely just from the sounds of things. And he said it on Wednesday. If he can't control the ball, he's of no use to anyone. So everything seems short to me. Yeah. You know, his passes were hitting the ground in some cases in, at the feet of the receiver. And it was just, I, even if you didn't look at the result of the pass, you just looked at the throwing motion. That's not how he throws the football. Yeah. yeah. He throws the ball with zip and energy and it just wasn't there. Hey man, he threw the ball. He was throwing the ball. Like when you try to teach your, your, your child how to catch a fly ball for the first time. And you just throw it up like this and just let it lift up there right. so it don't hit him in the mouth. <laughs> Man, it was terrible. Um, yeah, he's not going to be playing no time soon. He's not going to be. Wow, no time it. soon. Not even no, Seattle, you think? No, I don't think he's playing in Seattle. Uh, I think what they wow. did, they just came. You, you always say win one for the Gipper. Like, like they just was trying to show the rest of the team, hey, he's out here. Look, he's coming back. 
you know, he, he just got to get acclimated. So now everybody, there's no doom and gloom. Now people's like, oh, well, he might not be done for the season. So now I, I, I'm more and more I start to look at it. I'm looking at it from a situation where I'm, I might be with Bull. I might not bring him back to the Ravens game. Um, I look at this game, what I saw with the film work, definitely not getting that off today. Seattle is all the way on the West Coast, and it's probably going to rain, and it's probably going to be not really great weather, and it's a tough place to play against a pretty solid defense. I'm not risking re-injury. Then you bring them back home. I wouldn't be mad at it if you brought, played them against the Cardinals, but if he, you want to get him as close as 100%, you can get him and play him back in a, in a, uh, on the road against the Ravens, and your hope is I can go, I can get two out of three. If you give me two out of the three, and then bring him back with the Ravens, you you're, you're in contention for something. A, a lot of people took this as a bad sign that he didn't throw the ball that well. I took exactly what you said at the end. To me, this was a huge positive. He hasn't been on the field in a month, so the fact that he feels well enough to get on the throw, to get on the field and make some throws now. What we don't know is, was he like, was he trying to throw real hard? I would and hope couldn't? not. Or I mean, was, was, was this just like, hey, get out there, you know, throw it a little bit, right. don't you know? And you know, sometimes if you're not going 100, percent you just kind of try, you know, you're going to drop some bad passes short because you, you know, you're not giving it your all. There, we the Browns cannot rush him back. Okay, if we believe. That the Browns' defense is the best defense in football, which through six, five games, six weeks, it is, clearly. I don't think there's any debate. Then there's no reason the Browns shouldn't be able to win two of the next three games without Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It's the NFL and you have a bad quarterback. But if the defense is as good as we've seen it be, and we believe it is, they should be able to win two of the next three. If they do that, they will, I think yesterday I said five and four, but they would be five and three, actually. Right. Right? With nine games to go. Okay, now Deshaun Watson has sat nearly two months. That should be enough time, you would think. You know, we've heard a lot, four to six weeks, four to six weeks. Well, the Ravens game is about eight weeks from his injury. Yeah. That should be more than enough time. Right. And the, the more games they win without him, Ultimately, they're going to need him if they want to win in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But the more games they can win without him, the less pressure there is to put him back in. I was just going to say, if they win at Seattle and they beat the Colts, he's definitely not playing for me against the Cardinals. No choice. I, I, I already got money in the bank. Yeah. I'm going to play the Cardinals at home. To no, go I, back I, to the injury real quick for a second, sure. it's interesting that quarterbacks don't really have a lot of rotator cuff injuries. It's a huge pitching injury, obviously, right. in is. baseball. Yep. But even Deshaun said he was trying to do some research on this, and there's just not a lot. Drew Brees had it, but he also had a torn labrum with a rotator cuff, and he needed surgery. Yeah. And I asked Deshaun, there's no surgery for this. He said no. There, it's like, a micro no tear. Point. They wouldn't do right. surgery. Right. Bernie yeah. had it, and he, we talked about it on the show yeah. yesterday. Now, the difference, though, is his was from a blow. Right. Usually, the rotator cuff injury is from overuse. And that's why I asked him. I said, are you sure that, like, it was the hit, and it wasn't just from – You've been a quarterback your entire life, and so maybe there's some fraying in there, but they didn't. They had no reason to look at it until sure. the hit. And he said, "No, it was the yeah, hit. It was all the hit." Yeah, it, it to me, it certainly looked like it was from the blow. Yeah, particularly because he wasn't having any symptoms at all. Right. Yeah. If it was just a wear and tear, it would have crept up on him, and he said, "Ooh, some, something in there isn't right." Right. He hasn't told us, or as far as I know, the Browns that that was the case. I, I think uh, this was more about how he feels this morning than anything yet. I, don't, I think in the Browns' minds, they knew he's not going against Indy. No. Again, there's no pressing need to play him at Indy. Now, there becomes a pressing need to play him against Seattle if they lose Indy. But right now, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. they, they, it's, it's not house money because you, when you looked at the, the schedule when the season came out, you expected them to be at least 3-2 and two at this point. Some might have argued 4-1. and one. I had them 3-2. and two, That's exactly where they are. So I think this was more about how he feels when he wakes up today. What did he feel in the shoulder? Because I know when I've had the injury, and it wasn't a rotator cuff, it was a bicep tear and a labrum. You throw, and then you see how you feel the next day. And that's going to tell you, your body's going to tell you, oh, it's okay. It doesn't feel nearly as bad as I thought it would. Yeah. That would be a good sign. He's the only guy that knows that right now. Hopefully the media... Folks will find out later today exactly where he was when he woke up. But 
I think the plan all along, once he sat out the San Francisco game, give him a couple weeks. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't practice today. Because if he's not playing Sunday, yeah, I agree. why have him practice two days in a and row? And take reps away from Right. PJ. And, and get, you know, oh, you got out there? Well, now next week you get out there twice. You know, we'll see. Do right. we know but, if he took first team reps or not? I I, no, I don't. Well, because that would uh, be a big. Dig. I heard it was split. Yeah, it yeah. was. He did throw some balls. I get, the way the way it was described to me was he would throw a ball to a tight end on a fade or wide receiver, and then he would throw one to Njoku, and then he would step out, right. and PJ would come in. Then he would throw another ball on a fade. PJ would come in, take all those reps. So he was mixing in, but I don't think he was. I don't think it's a deal where he's stealing a lot of reps yeah. from P.J. at this point. I heard the same thing. Guys, he, you know, yesterday Bernie talked about the fact that, you know, he heard it and then he felt good the next game and then it got worse as he played. Right. But the huge difference is here, Bernie had the injury and then immediately played the following Sunday. Right. Yeah. And then he had one week off because of a bye and then he played again. So by the time it got really bad for him, well, he was now playing in his third game in four weeks. Right. Whereas, assuming Deshaun Watson doesn't play this week, and as of now we're all on the same page on this, it's going to be at least five weeks till he plays, where, again, Bernie played one week later. Right. That's a massive difference in the two situations. Yeah. I would caution, though, the whole, well, if you win, you wait a week. The Browns have no margin for error in terms of giving games away. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In this AFC race. I thought of that too. When he's ready to go, he goes. Yeah, when you're playing teams that you should win, those are games you think you should win with your starter, not yeah. your backup. I yeah. know that, but I, I'm not saying. Obviously, if he's good to go, you play him. You know, even the Arizona game, if he's a, if he feels like he's 100 percent and you feel like he's making all the throws, then fine. I don't think you sit him just because you've won the last two. But this, I. But on the other hand, if they lose to the Colts, you don't rush him back the following week. I agree. Just no, because you lost. But there's to the two Colts. parts to this. I think, guys. One is he says he feels ready, but that's not the green light. The green light comes in practice when the coaches see he's making all the throws we need him to make for sure. us to win. You got to have both. And once yeah. you get both parts to that, he's back on the field. Yeah. And I think short of having both parts of that, he sits. That's right. And that and, and that yeah. it goes back to what he said when he can control the ball. When he can control it when he can put it where he wants to go. He said the pain isn't really a factor. He can and deal with the pain. That's what Bernie said too. Yeah, he said it's not about I can deal with the pain. But if I can't control where the ball's going, then I'm of no use to my teammates. And he's 100% right. That's yeah. true. So as soon as he can control it, I think he's back. I don't think you look and play the schedule game of, okay, well, we no. won this one and this one. So we can afford, if we lose that one, that's okay. They can't look at it that way. As soon as he's ready to play, as soon as he can control the ball, he's got to be back out there. Blindly make your bet on when he plays his next game. I'm going to say the Seattle game. That's my guess. I'm going to say Arizona. I'll say Seattle. Right. Mm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Arizona. Just, right. uh, you know, now ask me on Monday yeah. or ask me at four o'clock on on Sunday. We'd be lying to ourselves if we don't think that these wins and loss count. Like because like the calculus is there. Like I get that you want to get him back when he says he's cool, but everybody was considerate. They'd be like, "Well, we did win two games. Yeah, we can we can we extend this a little bit?" Because right. here's the thing: what Bernie said, you don't want <laughs> fumble. Bumbo! Oops. You you don't want you don't want to get to the playoffs, and then you're really shot, right? Because right? Bernie said I, I threw the ball really well the last two the two weeks after yeah. I threw the ball well, played really good, but over time it wore me down a little bit. So you know it, it's it's a tricky it's a tricky situation. Yeah. Um, I think we are here because they did beat the beat the 49ers, and we'll be we'll be 
will be uh, conservative as long as they continue to right. win games. But let's face it, guys. You the Browns can't win a Super Bowl with P.J. Walker. No. no. We know that. anybody thinks that. No. We know that. Yeah. I mean, so, I drink Kool-Aid, but nah. I mean, that's, so, yeah, there's that's so a whole if different you, level of Kool-Aid. If, if you need some alcohol, oh, that's that alcohol. To so if you have to lose a battle in the middle of the season to potentially win the war, keeping Watson it. healthy, you yeah. got to do it. Now, you know, Bernie talked about yesterday, too. It is the goal to make the playoffs. And what you have travels in postseason. So normally, you want to be home for as long as you can be in the postseason. But what the Browns do travels well. Their defense, and it looks like right now the run game is the best part of their offense. Even We never thought we would think that without Nick Chubb, but it certainly isn't the passing game when you've got one wide receiver touchdown catch all year. So I, I, I would argue that neither part of the offense has been particularly well, good. Well, no, if you had to pick one that is their bread and butter, I think it's the run. I, I don't see that. They didn't run well against Tennessee. They didn't run well against what Baltimore. What is their receiving yard, rushing yards and receiving yards on the season? I'm going to guess they've actually thrown for more yards. I'll pull it up right well, now. Well, most teams do. Just That's also passing gonna, yards. That also is going to include Nick Chubb for the first game and a half. Game and a half. Yeah. So, so they have I, thrown as a team for 991 yards this season. They have rushed as a team for 735. Okay. I think they're more of a throwing team without Nick Chubb than a run team. I, and, yeah, and that's especially terrifying. when Watson's that's terrifying, given where especially the, well, listen, if that's the case, <clears throat> you got a problem. Yeah, Their I'm, offense is, yeah. is not good right Because just like now, you can't that. win a quarterback or a Super Bowl with this quarterback, you're going to be really hard-pressed to win a Super Bowl with this passing game, or, period. Or Quarterback, wide receiver, everything. David Bell. I don't like agree with that. Yeah, if Watson's I don't know healthy. that I agree with that if, if Watson's healthy. And we were talking about this when, when Mikey was going over the, the trade proposals that he came up with earlier this week, you know, receiver over running back. And the point I made to him upstairs was they're obviously – they're content, I think – with their receiver room because they haven't had any injuries to the receiver room. Everything we hear is that they are. And but like I don't they, think they should be. But it's it's been the quarterback play that has I think not allowed us to really grade what they have at receiver because outside Agreed. of one game they've had terrible quarterback play all year long. But so Watson was really, there for three of them. I, I agree, but he was terrible. So they've <laughs> the had they had, they had yeah. one good game of quarterback play. So I don't know necessarily receiver is as big of an issue as we think it is. They haven't yeah. anyone to give them the ball. Running back is the issue. They right. lost Nick Chubb. I, I, here's the thing, though, when it comes to, like, the quarterback and the wide receiver, as, as I see it. The top tier of quarterbacks, the elite tier, if you will, um, those guys make everybody better. Now, Deshaun Watson in Houston was that guy. In Cleveland, he hasn't been. We, that's to be determined whether he can still be that guy. Right. On the other hand, there's a handful of receivers, and the Browns, even Amari Cooper, in my opinion, is not one of them because I think there's, like, maybe six or eight of these guys. There are a handful of wide receivers that make the quarterback better, right? Or at least, or, or or at least are immune to even if you don't have a good quarterback. Josh Gordon was a guy like that. They can like, still put up good. They numbers. could still put up big numbers because right. they're that special a yeah. guy. When I look and, at it, go and, ahead. And if you don't have one or the other, that's when there's there's a problem in in right. the passing game. My problem is that you got you you have now in the AFC you have teams who who have a quarterback that makes everybody better, but they still have weapons that are guys that can really make a quarterback better. So they two up on you. It's not just one. Yeah, the Bengals, yeah. the Cincinnati Chiefs. has one of each. The Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills all have, all have one. I mean, Kelsey's the a tight end. The Dolphins might have two. They could. Yeah, I, yeah I'm I not going to put Tug of Iola in the same category no, as I'm not the quarterbacks. Either. But we, we we saw what he was he's without rising. weapons. He's he's. I mean, it's kind of hard, bro. I mean, he he putting up like it's like when you talk about the Dolphins, the offense, and the Browns defense. At some point in time, you can't keep saying that it's it's a small right. sample size. But, but here's the thing: you got to do it when it matters, and he hasn't done that yet. And, and neither is Watson, injured. really. He been, he been. My thing is, I when you watch the All Twenty Two, there's not much separation. Like you know, you got DPJ and and some of the other guys. They're, those guys aren't, aren't really open. Like, they're just, you know, some of the times you look over there and they just disappear. Now, can, why, they're going to look better when Watson's here. My thing is, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you need the running game. It's, it's painfully obvious. And even if you're not going to get the 5.8 yards Chubb was going to give you, you have to stay consistent to it so that you can at least have some open space and somewhere to throw the ball. Yeah, and they, they were did adequate that this past week. week. Yeah, they were yeah. adequate there. We're going to talk about the Colts running game in a second, but first, McNuggets has a read, and then we'll talk about what I think is the strength of the Colts offense, and that's their run.
Yes, sir. We're going to talk about the Colts in one sec. Before we do that, I need to remind the good people out there that if you ever find yourself in a situation where you need emergency medical care, Jace Medical is the place to be. They offer the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, giving you peace of mind so you're not hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and it's simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmaceutical medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using promo code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com. All right. Uh, I think the, the conventional wisdom coming into the season was the Colts will have a good running game once Jonathan Taylor gets out on the field. And to everyone's surprise, they've had a good running game even before he came back from the injury. Zach Moss is second in the NFL in rushing yards. As a team, the Colts are about in the middle. I think they're 13th in yards per carry as well as yards per game, which surprised me. Usually when you've got the second best running back in football, you tend to be a little higher as a team, but they're not. Um, How concerned are you if you're the Browns coming into this game with the Colts running attack? I, um, I, I mean, if I'm the Browns, I have zero worry about anything on defense. Wow. I mean, I, to me, uh, I, I, obviously, if, I'm, if Jim Schwartz is game planning for this game, the game plan is obvious. I'm putting eight in the box, and I'm saying, Gardner Minshew, you beat us. Yep. Good luck with your and, – and the Colts have one pass catcher who is anything but a jag, and that's Michael Pittman. Good player. Really good player. Maybe a pinch below Amari Cooper yeah. in that neck He's of the woods. I benched him this week. I have him in our league. I benched him going against the Browns. Smart move. Yeah. Smart move. I, I benched John. I actually benched Jonathan Taylor in a league that I have him in. Yeah. I'm deep at running back. Wow. Because I'm like, I'm not expecting the Colts to do much offensively. Now, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was. I don't think the Browns will be as dominant in the run game as it was against the Titans. But I think it's more likely to be that than it is the Colts run all over the Browns because. Uh, well, I was going to say they have a better, they have a worse passing game, but I don't know. Titans don't have a good passing game either. No. The Colts, there's just no real threat in the passing game. So the game plan, yes, yeah, to stop that run. Now, other teams have probably had that game plan to some degree, but they don't have the talent on defense that the Browns have. The only concern to me is that there's two of them so they can stay fresh That's my longer. concern as well. Yeah, that's yep. really it. In terms of can the Colts – Really, can their offensive line create enough of a push on this Browns defensive line to create holes for these guys to get through? I'm No, I don't think so. But the fact that there's two of them and they can rotate, and we'll see how much that they do that because Taylor obviously is just coming back. You know, that remains to be seen. But outside of the fact that there's two of them, I don't, I don't think this Colts offense is good enough to move the ball on the Browns. I have very little concerns about Indianapolis' offense. Man, zip zero, man. Uh, you know, I, this, is, this is my concern face right here. No, you're not getting that off. Like, you know, I went back and just watched it, watched some of the film as we get into this game. And, you know, there's there's not just one guy playing like this. There, there's three or four guys the Browns got that are unblockable right now. Right now, JOK looks like he's reading keys like he's Mike Singletary or something. Like, I don't know how they got him to do that, but he's reading all screens. You can't throw screens on the Browns. Um, you can't really run draw, and they, everything is just so condensed. Miles Garrett is just really Miles Garrett is going to condense his playbook down to two things. All he's going to do is speed rush or just run right through your, your face mask and get in the backfield. Dalvin Tomlinson was a monster last week. Um, even Jordan Elliott was, a, and shout out to him. What, what way to save your career, son? I, <laughs> you did. You was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rooming with uh, Schwartz anymore. No Anthony Schwartz for me. Uh, uh, he, he just, he did, he really, he actually, he deleted a lot of his old teammates' numbers. Like, I cannot be associated with you right now. I need to get my life together, and he has done that. I don't think you know they got a nice running game. Um, Taylor can break along with with that long speed. And um, that's something that, that you have to worry about. But when it comes to whether or not they're going to be able to do something up front, they stop McCaffrey, you stop Derrick Henry, and it's just the way they play and the intensity and how fast they play, it's just hard to get things going on the ground. McCaffrey was having a decent game before he got hurt, yep. but success, not, yeah. not the game he normally the has. No. no. Uh, I am now concerned because none of us are concerned. Because <laughs> nobody's concerned. <laughs> right. And <laughs> when we sat here last week and we talked about what we thought was going to happen against the 49ers, we were all wrong, except for G, who did pick the, the, the Browns. Um, 
And so that kind of concerns me. <laughs> Humble brag, I did it for you. Yeah, look, I didn't uh, have to say nothing. So it, it, it does concern me that no one's concerned. Here's what I think the Colts are going to do. They want to run the ball. They know that Cleveland knows they want to run the ball. So it's going to be good old-fashioned, our front against your front, let's see who wins. Because that's their best hope. They can't put the ball in Gardner Minshew's hand and say, throw it around the yard 40 times and let's see what happens. That won't end well. So I think they're going to line up. They're going to commit to the run. And the one thing that gives me pause, I wouldn't call it concern, but pause is exactly what you said. Now, when was the last time an NFL offense used two running backs to have a great deal of success against any defense? Ernest Biner and Kevin Mack. Thank you. That's exactly where I was going. I mean, I was joking, but I can't really think of another they one. They were 2,000-yard backs. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't happen in today's modern there game. There have been more recent examples There have been, that, but... but in our minds, that was the last time that a team yeah. had a one-two punch in the running game that really caused a little bit of consternation for defensive uh, coordinators. I, Jonathan Taylor hasn't done much so far this year. No, I thought Jonathan so I Taylor was a one-hit wonder off of his spectacular season. Yeah, and he was coming off an injury. So yeah, like, I, I, but but he is, to G's point, he is a threat. I mean, if you give yeah, him daylight. there's a lot of one-two punches, Jay. I mean, No, I, not, not that carry football teams. What I'm saying is this is going to have to carry the team. There are one-two punches in the NFL, but they've got yeah. a passing game. The Colts do not. So oh. I, I think what they're going to try to do is just wear the Browns defense down in the run. They can keep the legs fresh by alternating carries or, you know, splitting the carries. But in the end, I don't see it working. I don't see them having much success. The Browns offense is probably going to have to score twice. And I think if they do that, they win the football game. And, and the thing is, the Browns are now at a point, especially in the front, where they have good depth, and so they can rotate. It's not They'll like they're fresh. not going to stay fresh yeah. on the defensive line also. So Absolutely. I'm not, listen, to me, the only way the Browns lose this game, and this is possible because it almost happened last week, is if, Ant, if Ant, I was about to say Anthony Walker, if P.J. Walker turns the ball over a bunch of times. Right. That's the only reason they should lose this game. You're right, I agree with is that. Is if he turns the ball over because his two picks almost a third – if he threw that third pick in the end zone, they would have lost the game. Yeah. That's the only way if you get – because the Colts are not going to – I don't see this – be able to methodically move the ball down the field just running the ball. I I, I don't see it. Look at Maybe Niners, once, that's about it. The Niners, I think, were 3 of 12 on third down. The Niners. Yeah. So, I mean, I would expect to see a whole lot of three and outs. Not a, not a sustained drive. Nothing that, you know, it's – is going to back the Browns' defense up on their heels. Look, I mean, we were surprised last Sunday, so it's the NFL, and it's week to week, and this is right. the same team with the same quarterback that beat the Ravens in Baltimore. Yep. But it's going to take a similar effort if they're going to if they're going to beat the Browns on Sunday. By the way, bet the house on the uh, the 49ers against the Vikings this week. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, no. I would have, very although they got ding, we ding them up pretty good. They went into Wednesday even. I haven't looked recently, but they went in with some injuries yeah, after that Browns game. Debo's going to play. McCaffrey may play, although right. it's a Monday night. So, But I don't care who plays. They're, I think they're going to destroy Minnesota. Yeah. If you're going to bet on it, make sure you're using fanduelcom slash UCSS. We're going to welcome in Tim Couch here in one second. Before we do that, I just want to remind the good people out there that we are on WKYC channel 1230 to 1 o'clock today. 30 minutes of brand new, never-before-seen Colts-Browns content, including... Headline predictions, a creative batch of headlines today from your panelists and myself. Make sure you guys tune in for that on WKYC. If you you're not in Cleveland, about you guys, you're not talking. If about you're mine. not, yeah, you're the one that's not. Creative. I'm like, if you're not I, in I Cleveland, I did mine while I was. I think I was on the air on Channel Three. And I'm like, <laughs> there's a good chance you were because it came in at 5:04, which means you were on. Air. <laughs> I literally uh, was on the air when I did it. If you are not in Cleveland, you can download the WKYC Plus app on a Roku or any smart TV or on mobile. It's just a WKYC app, so you can watch it even if you're not in Cleveland. But from 12:30 to one, we leave YouTube, head over to WKYC, and with that. Let's welcome in our QB1, the one and only, Tim Couch. What's up, Tim? What's up, guys? Uh, are you, where's your mic? It sounds like it's in your desk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the headphones in. Is it not good? Oh, Is that better? better now. Better. Yeah, it's better now. Okay, <laughs> all right, perfect. All right. Much better. Yesterday, you know, we got more information on Deshaun since the last time we've had you on, right? We now know it's the rotator cuff. There's micro tears in there. Bernie was in with us yesterday. Bernie talked about he, he had that injury, he played with it, and after a couple of games, it got worse, right? He couldn't control the ball. 
Have, did you ever have this specific injury in your career? You know, I had uh, had two rotator cuff tears where I had two surgeries, so I didn't have the micro tear or the or the strain or whatever Deshaun is dealing with. Uh, I did have some soreness in a rotator cuff before, but I don't think it was as bad as what Deshaun is dealing with. But I, I did have something similar. It was a, a tendonitis in my throwing elbow um, that I had to deal with, and it, it was kind of a similar situation where. It didn't, you know, it was just kind of a uh, repetitions would make it flare up. You know, I could throw fine for one day, but if I threw back to back days, uh, you know, my arm was really inflamed and I couldn't really get a good grip on the ball, couldn't control it, uh, was losing velocity, those kind of things. So I missed a couple of games with that. And it, that's one of those things, too, where really the only thing you can do for that is rest, kind of like the, the strain rotator yeah. cuff and, and kind of strengthen that thing back through the rehab. And, but, you know, obviously right now it's, um, you know, not a good time to do that and take time off. So, uh, it's something he's going to have to manage, you know, throughout the season. They'll probably have to keep him on a pitch count, um, you know, so to say, in practice, you know, keep his numbers limited, how much he's throwing, and um, and just try to work through it that way. So hopefully he can get back out on the field this week. How many games did you end up missing when you had that? I think I think I just missed the first two. Okay. I missed the first two games of that season, and then I came back and, uh, and played the rest of the way through. So yeah, I wonder, you- I wonder, guys, sorry to cut you off, Jay, but I wonder if, like, you, know, you missed two weeks, Bernie – played right there with it, and he was like, well, after a couple of weeks, I was a mess. But the fact that Watson is going to rest, if he doesn't play this week, at least five weeks, if not a little longer, I wonder if that gives him an advantage over you guys who came back so quick. I would think so. It seems like he's being pretty cautious with it. You know, most guys are, you know, I'll play through it. You know, just let me, you know, have a, you know, limit me in practice a little bit. Maybe give me a day off. Obviously, you're not going to throw the day before the game and those kind of things. So you're trying to, you're just in the rehab uh, room with the trainers getting, um, you know, getting treatment, those kind of things, keeping ice on it, doing, uh, you know, the massage, everything that you can possibly do to get your arm in as good a shape as possible for Sunday. So uh, a lot of guys try to play through it and they battle it all year long. Deshaun has taken uh, some extra time off, it seems like. So hopefully, you know, he feels like he's ready to go and we can see him back out on the field. Tim, when you suffered the injuries, were they from hits? Because we talked earlier about how pitchers get this all the time in baseball. They're obviously not getting hit. It's just from arm wear. Um, right. Were yours both from collisions, hits, and not just overuse? Yeah, mine was just from overuse. You know, as, as you know, Jay, you were there when I was in high school. We were throwing the ball a ton in high yeah, school. You so, you know, my high school career, my college career, I'd just done nothing but being the shotgun and throwing the ball. And I, I was just kind of one of those people who just loved to go out and practice. And, you know, during the offseason, I was probably throwing a little too much, uh, just, just kind of overworked. And, just woke up one day, uh, you know, after I left Cleveland, I was in Green Bay. I was in training camp and woke up one morning and I tried to take the, the sheets off of me in the bed and I couldn't move my arm in this direction. And I was like, oh, my God, something's bad here. So I went uh, went to the trainers and uh, they went and did, did an MRI. And then next thing I know, I'm on the operating table, uh, you know, getting a surgery. So, um, you know, it's mine was just wear and tear, you know, really wasn't, a you know, one hit or anything that did it. So it just kind of accumulated over time. You know, Tim. This may sound like a dumb question, but you know, it probably. I mean, you know, we'll see. Now you tell me. Um, you know, <laughs> D- D- Deshaun, he, you know, he has this shoulder thing, right? As a quarterback, do is there a specific way they teach you to fall if you get hit in order not to hurt? Like collarbones, a really big one. Your shoulder gets jammed in, or your elbow. Is there a specific mm-hmm. way that you can kind of roll or move? Or if you take a hit, do they teach you how to fall where you may not put all the pressure or land on your shoulder, which is your moneymaker? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I, the coaches I had did anyway, you know, I think it's, um, you know, it's one of those things where you obviously, you know, when you're falling, the first thing you want to do is kind of put your arm down to brace yourself. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of the last thing you want to do because all the weight of the defender is coming down on you as well. So, you know, you can, you know, hurt your wrist, an elbow, a shoulder, whatever, when you land like that. So it's more of a, you know, when you're going down, just trying to tuck that shoulder so it's not a direct hit on it. Um, you know, it's uh, so you're just trying to, it's, there's definitely an art to it. You know, I think, um, you know, you kind of just kind of get used to it as a player, even if you don't have a coach working with you on it, you just kind of learn how to fall the right way. You know, when you're, you know, a body's on top of you, you're going down, uh, you just kind of tuck that shoulder, make sure, you know, I, I just tried to make sure I didn't take a direct hit on it. Um, you know, and that's, that's really about all you can do. I'm not sure if Deshaun is, you know, if they work on that still, if that's something he's ever done, but, but certainly we, we, we used to do it back in the day for sure. Tim, when you talk about when, when should Deshaun return? I, I want to go back to the Baker thing because I've seen this a couple of times and I don't think I've talked about it with you since you've been on. 
to, to me, Baker played last year because he did not have a um, the couple years ago because he didn't have a contract, mm-hmm. and the Browns and Baker were trying to figure out a, a contract. Deshaun has the contract. How much of a difference does that make when a, when you've got that kind of money guaranteed in a guy in terms of when you bring him back as opposed to a couple of years ago when there was no long-term guarantee, guarantee and you were trying to figure out what he was worth? Yeah, I think that plays a big role. You know, I think you got $230 million guaranteed. Uh, you feel like you can take a little more time off. And, you know, like in Baker's situation where, you know, he's in, uh, he's trying to get the contract extension. You know, he's trying to get one of those big deals. And, you know, he went out and played through a really bad injury and, you know, he probably hurt himself, you know, doing that, you know, because his play was subpar, his, uh, his accuracy was off, his velocity on the ball was off. He didn't look like the same player from the year before when he took the team to the playoffs. So uh, Baker probably hurt himself doing that. And that's that's kind of the fine line as a player. Uh, you know, you have to, de- to decide, am I going to be able to go out and play through this injury and be effective enough to be, you know, I know I'm not going to be 100%, but can I be somewhat, you know, how, how far down, how big of a drop am I going to take from what I'm used to playing, the level I'm used to playing at, or am I actually going out there and am I hurting my football team because I can't throw the ball, I can't throw certain routes, I can't throw, you know, over a certain distance or, you know, those kind of things. So it's a fine line you have to weigh, you know, contract and, and money and guaranteed money, all that stuff certainly plays into it, I would imagine. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, we've definitely seen both sides of it with Baker and Deshaun, what they both had to work through with that. But, you know, some guys make the decision, I'm going to play no matter what. I don't want to have the, uh, you know, give anyone a chance to go take my job. I'm going to be out on that field. And they're out there every week regardless. And then some guys say, you know, I'm going to, you know, just uh, let this thing heal up and come back as the best version of myself. Well, the beauty in this case is no one's taking his job. No, no. Like they, Certainly they're, no not, exactly. yeah. they're tied together for yeah. five years, whether <laughs> yes. either party yeah. likes it or not. So. I mean, one more win that's for right. P.J. Yeah. Walker, and he might change. And we, we could have a quarterback discussion. controversy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not that's, – right. that's, that's one thing we can eliminate yeah. on the drama sheet for the Browns this year. For that's sure. not going to happen. Tim, we saw yeah. him throw at practice yesterday, and it was what you would expect. Not a lot of arm velocity, and, and I'm sure that was by design. He, you know, they weren't going to let him go out there and rev it up to you know 8,000 RPMs right away. But everything seemed short. Nothing had zip on it. Was this a case, do you think, where they wanted him to go out and throw a little bit and then wait and see how he feels when he wakes up today? Yeah, I would think so. You know, I think you kind of ease back into that situation. You know, let's throw, go, let's go out and throw some of the short to intermediate passing game. You know, nothing where you're putting a lot of velocity on the ball. It's more about timing and rhythm, just getting the football out of your hand and just kind of getting a little timing back, uh, you know, getting used to the speed of the game a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, if you wake up tomorrow, how does it feel? You know, is it inflamed? Uh, can you go out and do those same throws again or, you know, or are we taking a step back? So I, th- I think it's just kind of, you know, kind of dip your toes in the water and, and test it and, and just kind of go from there. So I think it's kind of going to be that way for the next few weeks, uh, you know, at least with Deshaun with that type of injury. And, you know, those kind of injuries can, can flare up easily on you. You know, you push it a little too far. Uh, you throw, you know, too many, um, you know, routes where you have to put a little velocity on the ball. You take a direct hit on that shoulder. There's so many things that can set you back if you're not 100% healthy with an injury like that. Tim, what, what do you look at? If the Browns are going to make a trade, we're 11 days, I believe, till the trade deadline. Looking at this team right now, if they were to make a deal, what do you think is more important? Uh, a better backup quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, maybe even a left tackle? I don't know. What, what would you say looking at this team would be the biggest need to you? Whew, man, kind of need them all, don't we? You know, I think if we could go get them all. But, um, you know, probably, you know, right now, you know, if, if there was, I don't know who's going to be on the market, you know, for a trade. If there was a veteran quarterback that you could bring in, you know, right now that seems pretty promising because, the you know, with a defense like we have, you know, it's uh, they're playing at a historical pace right now. And, and, you know, if you could just get some points on the board and, you know, get ahead of teams and make teams have to throw the ball and let Miles and those guys just pin their ears back and go get guys, you know, it really changes the game if you can go out and put all, uh, points on the board offensively. And right now with Chubb out, with a quarterback that's, uh, it's quarterback situation where they're not able to go out and be explosive in the passing game, it seems to me like that would be – Priority number one, you know, if there's nothing there, then I think obviously you look at the running back position, you know, with Chubb being out, you know, if you could go out and get a, you know, a a running back that could come in and take a lot of pressure off one of these, you know, young quarterbacks that are in there, uh, one of these backup quarterbacks, I think that would help a lot as well. Is Andy Dalton enough of an upgrade if you went down that road? Mm. Well, you know, I think Andy's, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I think Andy's obviously, he's been around, he's won a lot of football games. He's obviously familiar with the division. Um, you know, so I think Andy would be, you know, a guy that you could bring in. You know, I'm not sure where he's at physically. 
at this point in his career right now, but obviously, you know, just a guy you can trust. You know, he's, he's going to go out and make the, make the good decisions and go to the right place with the football and uh, just kind of be one of those game managers for you. So, you know, I think, I think, I think that's certainly an option you can go down the road and, uh, and take a look at him. Tim, before we let you go, we got to get your report card on P.J. Walker because, you know, part of this is can this guy be the guy, the bridge, to get you until Deshaun is healthy again? What did you see from him? Is he a serviceable guy over the next three games, or do they absolutely need to start thinking about bringing somebody else in? Yeah, I think it was, you know, it was kind of up and down, right? It was, it was a little good, a little bad. You know, he did some good things. He made some very timely throws in the game. You know, he made, uh, you know, when you know, some big plays in the passing game to Amari. Um, you know, but then he had the turnovers. You know, he had two turnovers, no touchdowns, I believe. So, um, you know, it, it was kind of up and down, in my opinion, which is kind of what you expected. There was, there was not much of a running game to take a lot of pressure off of him. Um, you know, I thought he played okay. You know, it was just kind of, you know, it wasn't overwhelming. I thought it was just, you know, he played a decent game. He played well enough to win. And when you got a defense like that, you really just just go out and don't mess it up. You know, don't put the defense in bad situations. And, you know, he did a couple times with turnovers, but, you know, they were able to, uh, to overcome that. So, you know, I think, you know, I want to see one more game. I'm, ex- You know, if he plays this week against the Colts, you know, I'm excited to see what he's able to do, in a, you know, with, a, you know, a game under his belt and a little more experience and within the system. So, uh, you know, just, just too, kind of too, uh, too early to tell. You know, it's kind of a mixed bag in that first game. So we'll, we'll see what else he's got uh, if he gets an opportunity to play again. Kind of along those lines, what do you do with DTR? I mean, you don't have a ton invested in him, but obviously I still think he's the long-term option here. So do you have to do anything to rebuild him? Do you go back to him at some point? Or, or how do you just sort of restore if, if he lost it? Maybe he didn't lose any confidence in that one game, but it was pretty bad. So how do you go about yeah. sort of putting him back together? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, one of those situations where, you know, for a young player, you can really break his confidence, you know, giving him too much too early and he doesn't go out and have a lot of success. So I think it's bringing him in, putting him in situations where he can, you know, have a little success in the game. You know, if he has to come in, you know, give him some easy throws, you know, let's just start out and, you know, get him, get him some screens, some slants, some quick game, get the football out of his hand, get the tight ends involved. Those are always easy throws for quarterbacks. Um, you know, just, just build the confidence back up. You know, I know for me, you know, I kind of got thrown in as a rookie. You know, the plan was for me to set my entire rookie year behind Ty Detmer, and that plan went out the window about halfway through the first game. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. patience. So, I remember that. Yeah, Chris Palmer looks at me. We're down. Um, it, it must have been like forty to nothing against Pittsburgh in the home opener in the new yeah. stadium. He looks at me. He's like, "You're in." I'm like, "Oh, thanks for that." Like, what do you want me to do with this? You know, we're getting hammered. So, you know, I think you can definitely break a young quarterback's confidence. So, so you kind of you don't want to put him in those situations. You know bring him in a little better situation than that so how do you know it's the right time how do you know it's time to give him another chance yeah no, i think a lot of it depends on how how pj's playing you know if, if pj's in there you know if he's if he's really struggling then you really don't have a whole lot of uh, a lot of choices you know you got to bring somebody in to kind of spark the offense a little bit um so you know at this point the way their quarterback situation is you know it's kind of uh you know you, you don't have a, an opportunity to, to let him sit if uh if pj's not playing well and deshaun's not healthy you know he has to go in the game and try to try to get something going but there's ways to you know if he has to come in to build that confidence like i was saying you know just uh, make the game a little more simple for him you know it would help a lot obviously if, if nick chubb was in there you could take that pressure off of him in the running game but you don't have that luxury right now as well either so it's going to be a little bit more on on a young player than you want to put on him but um you know Stefanski's a smart guy he's been around this league a long time he can he can come up with ways to to make it a little easier to transition him into just kind of kind of building that confidence slowly Tim, as we say goodbye, because we were so good with our picks last week, I'd love to get your pick this week. Is this is this a victory for the Browns on Sunday? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Browns in this one. You know, I just think you know with with a backup quarterback in for uh, the Colts and Minshew, I think the way the Browns are able to play defense, uh, you know, I think they're I think they'll get after him a little bit. I think they'll be able to stop the run game and, and kind of put the game in Minshew's hands, and then uh, let Miles and uh, Big Zadarius Smith and those guys go. Pin their ears back and go get him. So I'll take the Browns in this one. All right, very good. Tim, thank you very much. We'll see you next week, man. Appreciate it. All see right, you, Tim. thank you, guys. Appreciate it. See you. That's, that's the mindset. I think, you know, let, let your defense and, – and hopefully this is the game where they get a turnover and give the offense a short field and they can do something with it because yeah. we haven't seen that. Yeah. So Just don't make mistakes. That's all we're asking P.J. Walker to do, basically, yeah. is don't turn the ball over. A punt is okay. I'm usually not a punt guy. You know me. I know you're I not. hate punts. But a punt is okay. But right Live now – see another series. Yes. For this team – Bernie said yesterday – Interceptions are worse than death. 
He and sometimes they can be. That's a yeah. little extreme, but it still. is a little extreme. But that, that's how Bernie. But I get his point. Jim yeah. Trussell. Jim Trussell. I remember the game at NC State, two thousand four, <laughs> low scoring game, and he said he told I forget who the quarterback was. It was after Krenzel. He said, "Don't screw up our three. Like that was the mindset. Wow. Just don't th- don't turn it over. We'll take the field goal. Right. Now we're really going back to old school football. Yeah. But don't mess up my three. But like, this at yeah. the moment is an old school type of football yeah, team. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. That's how you don't know they need up. to win. PJ, don't screw PJ up the three. almost screwed oh, up the three Lord. last yeah. week. Yes, he did. <laughs> that's yes, uh, he did. that's not a good way to go down. All right, Mikey. Hey, if you guys are watching the Browns game, which I know you all will be. <laughs> You will also be tuned into the UCSS postgame show after the game ends, even though it starts at the two-minute warning. Myself, G. Bush, Earl the Pearl, will be breaking down everything you need to know from the Browns-Colts game. Hopefully it is another celebration like last week was. If not, it'll be a therapy session just like it always is after losses. But win or lose, we are there for you, the number one rated Browns postgame show in the entire city. So make sure you tap in with us. How many did we do last week? How many did we do last thing? A week, McNuggets? It's a record. It's over 35, isn't it? Over 45. Uh, 45,000. We're looking at what we were trying to touch. What's up? You want a little little practice throwing update? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's throwing today? Zach said, Zach Jackson said, Deshaun, first in line, made all his usual practice throws. We only see the first 10, 15 minutes from what we saw. It appeared he was more willing to let it rip than yesterday. Interesting. Official game designation will come in an hour. It doesn't. He, he just tweeted that. The fact yeah, that he's we'll practicing have breaking news on TV. We will. The Good fact that he's practicing again today and Good cutting sign. it loose a little more. Good sign. Makes you think that maybe it is possible he's going to play this week. I don't know. I, I still, <clears throat> I still think they're going to be conservative. It's, this is only three weeks, and, it, and the, the timeline that Deshaun gave us was four yeah. to six. Yeah. I think they'll be smart and no, conservative with this. This is the fourth week. Hey. Sunday will be. Sunday will four be weeks. four weeks since okay. the injury. Well, I still think yeah. I still think you rest him one more. It, but it certainly feels like it's trending towards him playing against well, Seattle. Well, it's, it's, it is better. <coughs> yeah. It's better news that he throws that he's throwing today because yes. if he woke up with pain, the last thing they would do is tell him, him to go throw right, it. Yeah. Exactly. That indicates so that perhaps fine, the yeah. bleeding and the tear is stopped. Yeah. And he doesn't have the inflammation and swelling and pain. And I'll go back to what did. I said earlier. If he can control it. You put him out there. You deal with the yeah. pain. You, you don't. You don't consider this. Hey, we won last week. We can get by. No. no. When yeah. as soon as he can control it, he feels okay. He goes out there and All plays. Right. Mary I'll- Kay just tweeted, same thing that Zach said, except she added eyeball test, and this is according to her. Eyeball test looks like a go for the Colts game. Let me throw, let me throw this out. Here. That could be heart. That could be cart before horse. Bet, bet the Browns minus three right now because that spread's going to go up if he plays. Let let me throw this out. Well, here. Let me look at uh, FanDuel see what the Deshaun, latest spread is. Deshaun Watson. That's a that's a risky he, statement. He may he may I, I'll give you credit. He may understand the moment, right? So bear with me here. If Deshaun Watson comes back in this game, he's like, okay, I played well against Tennessee. Everybody knows what I got. I got a slight tear. Everybody knows what I got is a serious injury. Okay? If he comes back against the Colts and balls out, he not only gets credit for playing hurt, he gets way more credit for saying, or is Deshaun Watson finally back? Because if he's going to say, look, I played well against Tennessee. I even got hurt. It was off a bunch of weeks. I came back in the, against the Colts. I hit my throws. The team and offense look good. I think the Kool-Aid wagon is running amok here. Nah, yeah, I look, mean, we, yeah, he threw yeah, for the second yeah, day, yeah. And, and one of the reporters says, eyeball test looks like a go. Uh, Let's not have him throwing for 400 hey, by the way, hey, winning hey, by 20. On now, the FanDuel Sportsbook, the Browns remain minus three. Get it now because if it's announced he's going to play, that's shooting up. And it you, will definitely go you, up. You know, yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, suit jacket G. Bush on Fridays don't miss often. I just let you know that. Well, that's true. You nailed it last like, week. Like, I'm, if Deshaun, I might say he's going to play. But if he does play and he plays well, you have to look at it and say, is he fully back? You Well, that will be a – that is hopefully a fun topic for us to discuss yeah. next week. Now, look, we don't know. that We'll have much more information <laughs> about an hour ready. from now. And the only problem for you – is that you're going to have to go over to Channel 3 to find out the latest information because we'll be on WKYC Channel 3 Cleveland at 12.30. Now, I know that we have a lot of viewers that are not just outside the Cleveland area, but outside the state, outside the country. You can watch too. Go to WKYC.com and click Watch Live or 
download the WKYC Plus app. It goes right to your smart TV, and you can watch us on the big screen like you would any other regular television show. So we will have that yeah. breaking news in our Channel 3 window. So My guess is he's going to be listed as limited and questionable for the game. That's, I think he would yeah, be questionable, questionable. probably. Yeah. And then a game-time decision, but likely leaning towards not. I asked I the guys know. yesterday, you weren't here, so I'll ask you now. Is it possible that it doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing thing? Is it possible where he says, you know, I feel pretty good. I think I can go. And they still decide to go with P.J., but P.J. looks horrible through the first two quarters, and we see Deshaun play in the second half. No. Do you think it's an all-or-nothing? No. I, I, if, he's, if he can go, no he's going to go. I don't yeah. think they start And if he can't, PJ. then he won't at all. No, I, if, if P.J. starts and he looks awful, I think it's going to DTR. If Deshaun, okay. if Deshaun can go, he's going to go. All right. Very I'm good. starting to lean toward maybe he is going to go. Uh, yeah. I'll only tell you because, what, only because of like, I, I told him, like, Wilson? we talked. No, but. He's ramping up clear. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking to him in the locker room and said, like, <laughs> yeah, he was ready to go without even practicing. I know, but remember, it was Mary Kay's tweet a couple of weeks ago from Deshaun himself. Right. That made all of us say, wow, he's playing. Well, no, but Mary Kay is tweeting her observations, not something he said. I'm right. Not, I'm, not even going, yeah. I'm not even yeah. going off yeah. the, the Mary, Mary Kay tweet right now, necessarily. I just think. What other information is leading you to think well, he'll go? Well, I'm just do? watching some of these videos come out, and, and he's got. He cooking? There's more zip on the ball today. There's definitely more zip okay. on the ball today. More, he, zip, more zip than nothing, just still not necessarily. No, I know. No, but, but again, the zip. coaches will know if it's the right. In his mind and the coaches, if he can control it, if he can put it where it needs to go, He's going to play. Now, Bernie said something interesting talking about his injury. He said eight, ten throws in a row, no problem. But it was the involuntary muscle twitch that you didn't know when that was going to happen yeah. that, for him, left the ball sailing. Yeah. Over but again, the... Bernie played immediately after the injury the next week. Correct. But yeah. it, it's, you know, I, I don't know. Three weeks after the injury, he said it was shot. Now, he had thrown the football all yeah. through those weeks of right, practice right. and playing in the game. So, And it's also worth stating, again, like Zach tweeted, reporters only going to see the first 10 or 15 minutes. That's it. Right. So we don't know if he's really going to cut it loose today or not. Right. If he really cuts it loose today, feels okay what tomorrow. What time does practice end? It's after our window for sure. Yeah. It's uh, 155 or so. I looked at I'm the actually trying now. to get over there after our live okay, show. Yeah. It's also – this is an opportunity this week for the Browns to gain some ground because the – the Ravens are playing at home, but they're playing Detroit. I mean, that's right. a tough game. The Ravens are favored by three at FanDuel. I like the Lions a lot in that game. I think the Lions are going to go too. to Baltimore yeah. and win. Yeah. By the way, the Lions are sneaky really good on defense. Nobody's paying attention to that. I know they are. They're oh. sneaky good on defense, and we know what they are on offense. Yeah. Oh, trust uh, me. And good. the Steelers have to go to the Rams, and the Rams are a decent team. And any trip to the West Coast can be. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals are on a bye this week. So, the, the Browns, you know – we could see the other teams both losing. Not, not, not a short thing, certainly. But. No, look, Indy went to Baltimore and beat them. I can't imagine yep. the, Rab the Ravens losing two straight home games. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Stranger things have happened. Man, listen, I, listen. If he plays against the Colts, it tells me that <clears throat> they ain't trying to punt on nothing. They ain't punting on nothing. They're like, yo, we we got a nice defense, but we are gonna make sure we get these wins. Uh, to Jason's point, you know, you're in a competitive division. You can't afford to drop games. Competitive conference. Yeah, the entire yeah, conference. Yeah, is bottlenecked. Like Twelve of the sixteen teams have three wins. As soon as he can go, he's gonna go. Yeah. All right. Very, very good. All right, well, you just gave me some traffic. Yeah, we're going we're to skip the trap game because Bernie Kozar touches on it in the TV version of the show. We kept Bernie okay. around and did a little Very interview. With him. We're going to go to the six-pack and McNugget stats here because there's a couple of these that I think are going to lead to a little longer discussion. And we have an extra stat today. Before we do that, as Bull alluded to a second ago, the Browns are three-point favorites on FanDuel as of right now. If you want to bet on the Browns, you better hop on them right now because that could go up if Deshaun Watson yeah. – is announced that he'll be playing, and there's no better time. Seriously, guys, there is no better time than right now 
to become a member of FanDuel. It is America's number one sportsbook. That is unquestioned and a UCSS fact. And right now, new customers get 200 bonus bet dollars of bonus bets. Guaranteed if they place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, like I said, there is no better time to get in on the action than right now. The Browns, three-point favorites. If you want to get in on that action, head over to FanDuel.com slash UCSS. They have spreads, player props, over-unders, much, much more. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL, also an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports. So, so check them out over at FanDuel. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.